Today we're going to talk about Pasa Baba Kisnin. Um, I say this with all of them, but it's really important with this one. It is a much, much, much bigger topic than will ever be discussed in 10, 12, 14, or 15 minutes. It's something that uh, you know, needs hours and uh, you know, serious sugyas. Just to try to give you a big, basic overview. By way of introduction, if you eat bread, real bread, even less than a Kedai Sviya, you make Hamotzi on bread. It has nothing to do with Kedai Sviya. Bread, you make Hamotzi. You size bread, you're going to make Hamotzi. Number, uh, number two, because you make Habir Samazim, size even less than that, you make Hamotzi. Number two, if it's the type of bread that's abnormal to be Kovea Suda on, which we're, we're going to call Pasababakistin, not something that you would normally be Kovea Suda on, then you would make a Mizonos, unless, two exceptions, you're being Kovea Suda on it, Right, if you take Pasababakistin, you decide to be Kovea Suda on the Pasababakistin, it will become Hamotzi, or according to Ashkenazim, if you eat enough other food with it, that together with that Pasababakistin, you now have enough that's Kedai Sviya, that, that constitutes an entire Suda, so that also the Pasababakistin would then get Hamotzi as well, at least according to Ashkenazim. Right, so if uh, your chalas are really Pasababakistin for whatever reason, uh, and you're having them in the context of your su'ud, of your whole Shabbos meal, you would still make a hamotzi on those chalas. What is Pasababakistin? Three basic definitions in the Rishonim, and we'll see what Shulchan Aruch says in a second. Definition number one, anything that's needed with fruit juices is Pasababakistin, we'll discuss how much in a moment. Possibility number two, any dough that has a sweet filling inside the dough. It has like a pocket of something sweet inside the, uh, the dough, like a hamantash or something, has a pocket of something sweet, of uh, assuming you have a sweet jelly or something, <coughs> that would be Pasababakistin. Or three, any dough that's baked so much that it becomes flaky or crumbly rather than soft like bread, like it becomes like a cracker, that would also be Pasababakistin. Lahalacha shulchan archaim sim kuf samaches. See, if Zion says any of those three qualifies Pasababakistin, if the type of food you're discussing has any of those three qualities, it is Pasababakistin. So let's go take a look at each of those three categories more carefully. Needed with fruit juice. How much fruit juice does that have to be needed with for it to make it a Mizonos? So Svardim hold that as long as you could taste it, that it's sweet. As long as you can taste the sweetness of it, that's enough fruit juice. Uh, to be considered a mizonos. Love dafka fruit juice, just non-water ingredients. Enough non-water ingredients that you taste the sweetness of it. That's why Sephardim use water chalas. Sephardim don't have egg chalas. Our chalas for them are mizonos. It's Pasababakistanin. Now Ashkenazim hold that it has to be majority fruit juice. That only when it's a majority fruit juice, uh, in comparison to the to the water, that's when it's going to be Pasababakistanin. That means, let's say you pour regular apple juice into the uh, the flour, the regular apple juice is from concentrate has a lot of water. So that's, that's not majority fruit juice, that's majority water. Right? It would have to be majority of pure fruit juice in order for it to be Pasababakistin. The Chaznish, which is quoted in Orchus Rabbeinu, page Nun test, says that it means that it should taste like a dessert food. Meaning majority fruit juice means it should be super sweet. Uh, Mishamura says, Ad hema ikr vitami isa to the point that the sweetness is the ikr and everything else is secondary. For example, now giving examples of where this plays a role. Egg chala, like we said, we make hamotzi on egg chala because there's more water than there is eggs and sugar. But Sephardim make mizonos on egg chala. Uh, number two, mizonos rolls. The assumption is 
that it's assuming that the Mizonos rolls were made under a, uh, a legitimate hashkacha that verified that it's actually a rove may peros. So now let's take a look what the rules are going to be. So if it actually is made in a way where it's pasababakistin, so what are the rules for pasababakistin? So if you eat enough of the Mizonos roll to be kaveh asuda on the Mizonos roll itself, then it's hamotzi. If you eat enough other food with it to be kaveh asuda with it, you have the airplane meal and you eat the chicken and whatever else together with the roll and you, you smear the, the, the margarine or whatever else, you have the whole, everything together with it and you have all suda together with the Mizonos roll, Ashkenazim. <coughs> would have to make hamotzi on it also, because you're kaveh asud on it, if the same for a piece, of, a piece of any other type of pasababikistin. If you eat less than a shir kaveh asud, let's say you look at the airplane food, take one look at it, and it's like there's not a chance in the world that you're going to touch that stuff. But the Mizonos roll doesn't look so bad, and it says on the package with the badatz hashkach or whatever, the OU hashkach or Mizonos, right? So you see that it's a Mizonos roll. So Shlomo Zaman held... That in that case, it's a Mizonos, because it's a, it's a Mizonos roll. It's Pasababakistan. If it's under a Gurashkacha, that it's Rove, May Peros, the Taki is Pasababakistan. And as long as you're not having a Kadesviya, you actually should make a Mizonos on it. Ravel Yashiv is quoted as saying not so, though. Ravel Yashiv held that it's Hamotzi no matter what, because it's meant to function as bread. Since it's meant to be used as bread, you can't call it Pasababakistan. The whole Yisod of Rove, May Peros is that since it's Rove, May Peros, it's so sweet, it's like, ah, a dessert. But if it's meant to taste like bread, it's meant to function like bread, and somehow they got it to taste that way, even though it's rov may peros, it's still going to be bread. The whole vart is not in the details, it's in what kind of food is it really. And this is a major chakira in halacha. Are these definitions, these three definitions of pasababikisin, are they a simon or a siba? Right? Are they the definition of pasababikisin? Or is pasababikisin a dessert-like food? And these are examples of what a dessert-like food might be. But the definition of Passover is a dessert-like food. So Rav Yashiv would say that by definition, this is not a dessert-like food. I don't care that it fits one of those three categories. Where Shlomo Zalman will say, look, if it fits one of those three categories, then that's the definition of Passover We allow enough communists to that Chakir, we'll see in a moment. Second, second, um, Example of Passover if it's filled with some type of sweetener. So the Mishaburah Kuf Samaches Lamed Gimel says there has to be a significant amount of filling that's actually baked together with the dough. If you take a piece of bread and you uh, smear jelly or chocolate on it, in Israel they have chocolate spread, right? They smear on top of the, the dough, on top of the challah afterwards, that does not turn it into Passover But if you take a dough and you wrap it around chocolate and you have, what do they call it, margaliot? What, I don't know what they, the, argaliot? I don't know. They have some sort of uh, Israeli uh, cookie that has chocolate on the inside, right? So that's Passover because it was baked together with it. Uh, adding it later doesn't count. The Magen Avram, Sivkat and Tezayin, and the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, Kuf Samaches Os Yud, says that if the filling doesn't make it sweeter, but the filling makes it more like a meal, then it does not become Passover So for, exa- for example, if you have a filling of potatoes, or of meat, a bereka, something like that, the filling won't make it Passover Now, a bereka might be Passover anyway because of the third reason, that the dough is crumbly. Right, but for the clape, the second reason that it would not make a possible kissin. Where's this very nogea? Pizza, right? Pizza, you have it's baked with a lot of stuff on it, and the chora on it should be no different than in it. But the type of stuff that's on it is sauce and cheese, which are meal-like foods. That's not dessert-like foods, and therefore that should not turn it into possible kissin. It should not make it possible kissin. Crumbly dough. What about uh, what about if the the third definition? So Mishvura says if the, the dough gets baked to the point that it crumbles, for example, crackers or breadsticks, something like that, l'chora should be pasababikistin if it cracks and crumbles and it's not soft like a dough. 
if you take bread though, something that was once made as bread, and then you rebake it to the point that it becomes a cracker, it's not going to lose its status of hamotzi. And that's true of uh, any bread that you had as bread once, and then you try to just rebake it to turn it into pasta because then that's not going to help. So Ashkenazim make hamotzi on matzah. Matzah is a crumbly, it's a cracker. We make hamotzi on it. Uh, since we're koveya su'uda on it, it otherwise theoretically should be possible bakisim, but since it's something that we use as a kaviya suda, we make hamotzi and matzah. It's one of the big kashas in possible bakisim. Why, if you're only eating matzah as a snack, we still make hamotzi on it? It's a big kasha. But uh, we do. Ashkenazim make hamotzi on matzah. Svardim don't. Svardim, when they eat our kind of matzah, the kind that cracks, they would say mezonos when they eat around. On Pesach, they would make hamotzi on it because they say with their kaviya suda on it on, on, uh, on Pesach. Um, so the uh, so let's let's uh, give some basic examples over here. So based on everything we know now, hot pretzels. What do you make on hot pretzels? You make amazonas. You make hamotzi on hot pretzels. So hot pretzels, do they fit any of the categories? It's soft dough. It's not sweet. It's not filled with any sweetener, right? And it's uh, what was the other one? And it's uh, it's not made with rov meperos. It's made with uh, with rov water. So if you're dealing with hot pretzels, the chorets, it shouldn't be possible to kiss it at all. But this is going to go back to the Chakira we said before. What's the definition? Do you look at it as a snack-like food? And snack-like foods are Passover B'Kisnin. And these are just definitions to help us along, help us be Magdir. But the Iker is that it's a snack-like food? Or is it, uh, no, these definitions are definitional. They actually are. These, these qualifications are the definition of Passover B'Kisnin, in which case you should have to wash on a, on a hot pretzel. So it's going to be Machlok Saposkin. What about pizza? So pizza is very tricky because pizza dough might be made in different ways in different places. Some places pizza dough may be made more with meperos and eggs and whatever and other ingredients than water. Other places, I'm told in Israel that's how it's made. In other places like in America, the pizza dough is made mostly with water. In Italy, I think for sure it's made mostly with water, right? Real pizza usually is made, the dough itself is made mostly with water. The... uh, the, the, the topping of it, the cheese and the sauce, should not take away its hamotzi status. So if it's made mostly with water, l'chora, it should be hamotzi. It should have to, even if you're eating a little bit, if you eat real bread, even a little bit of it, l'chora, it should be hamotzi. The question though is, is it a snack-like food? Right? If it's a snack-like food, and, like a hot pretzel, and you hold that these qualifications are not definitional, then maybe pizza should only be a mizonos. Right? If it's pizza that's made with rov meperos, so then it's going to be tali on whether you're kovea on it or not. If you're not kovea on it, like Rav Moshe says, one slice, which no one would call a suuda, so then it would be mizonos. But if you're kovea on it, two slices in Rav Moshe's definition, then it would be it would be a hamotzi. But again, if you're assuming that it's made mostly with non meperos, lechora, it should be hamotzi anyway. No matter how little of it you eat, it should be uh, it should be hamotzi. And again, I'm assuming you eat it usually not as a snack-like food, usually as a meal-like food. So then every, everyone should say that, uh, that you should make hamotzi. So pizza is a little bit tricky in that way. French toast also, when it comes to French toast, we assume that even though that when you redo it and you rebake it and you make it with all, you refry it with all these sweeteners and everything else, it doesn't take away its status as, as bread and you still make hamotzi. There are those that are machmer and eat French toast though to make hamotzi on a piece of bread uh, beforehand just in case the 
the, uh, the re-sweetening and changing the whole surah, the, not like when you make a challah for instance, and you can't even see that it's challah, and it's so sweetened and soaked, and so then uh, most would hold that, the, that, that a typical challah would no longer be amotzi. So the tide is French toast might be bordering on that line, so that's why some are machmir to make a hamotzi on a piece of bread before they have French toast. The pasta's French toast would still be hamotzi anyway. So that's the 11-minute version, but obviously there's a, a lot more to do in Passover Kisses. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.